Here's Elliott. He's got it for the touchdown. Prescott, Gallup, touchdown, what a catch! Prescott, floats it for Cooper, hits him in stride. Cooper stays in bounds for the touchdown, wow! Welcome to another edition of Full Press Cowboys. I am your host, Chris Rucker. You can find me on Twitter at Old Man Rucker. You can find everything Full Press at Full Press Coverage, at Full Press Radio, at Full Press NFL. Basically, just type in Full Press on Twitter and you'll be able to find everything there is to find about Full Press. If not, download the app. It's free. It's available on iTunes and on Google Play live programming, podcasts of all sorts. You have football, baseball, basketball, wrestling, entertainment. You name it, we got it on the Full Press Coverage app. And as I said, it's free. Uh, So let's get right into it. News broke about a week ago. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since I last spoke with you. About a week ago that the NFL has decided on a 17-game schedule. And I, for one... Love it. Uh, more football, the better for me. More real football, less preseason. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I think preseason is important, which we'll talk about later. But one more football game. The Cowboys actually will have nine away games this season and eight home games. Their ninth game, of course, will be against the New England Patriots, right? Like, we couldn't get them this year when they were down. Now, they've made all these free agent signings and... Probably going to retool, refuel, and re-go again. Belichick's pissed off that Brady got a ring without him. So that'll be fun. Uh, Hopefully it won't be in the wintertime. Hopefully it'll be one of the first couple games of the year. But it is what it is. It's one more game. You know, they added one more team to the playoff seedings last year. It won't be long before it's an 18-game schedule, which, again, I am all for. Now, I'll tell you what I'm not for. Uh, it came out that the head of the NFL PA and a bunch of representatives for the PA agreed that this past season, the lack of offseason did not vastly affect the on-field product. Um, and I, I agree with it to an extent because for the most part, a lot of teams and a lot of players and a lot of coaches were already in their systems, right? Like Dallas obviously had a new coach, Cleveland with a new coach, you know, just to name a couple, some adjusted better than others. What I don't agree with is the fact that there's no off season needed, especially the preseason. You know, I mean, you don't have to look far. You look at the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys right now. If there was no preseason, he's probably not even on this team. Maybe not even in the NFL. He was a fourth round draft pick that was raw, that worked his ass off to get to where he is. And now he's the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. But if there was no preseason six years ago, 
Dak Prescott doesn't make this football team. He was the fourth string. He was behind Jamil Showers on the depth chart going into preseason. Jamil Showers, who was quarterback slash safety. That's how low on the depth chart Dak was. Worked his way up through the offseason and through preseason. I think preseason is important. I understand these guys at the top of the roster. You're starting quarterbacks. You're starting running backs. You're starting wide receivers, tackles, this, that, and the third. I understand to them it's not important. They've already got their big contract. There's some of these guys that are on the fringe, man, that they live and die with the preseason. Like, that's their Super Bowl. That third and fourth game of the preseason, that's their Super Bowl. That's how they make the team. That's how they feed their families. And it's also how you build a team, right? Like, Tony Romo gets hurt. If Tony Romo gets hurt first game of the season, we're going out there. I don't even remember who the quarterback was at the time that had gotten hurt. Uh, was it Sanchez? We're going out there with Mark Sanchez <laughs> as our starting quarterback and Jamil Showers backing him up. You know, I keep going back to that example because that's the most recent one that I can remember, at least for this football team. But I believe the preseason is important. I don't like the preseason. I don't like watching the preseason. Right. But if you're building a football team, if you're trying to be the best team from one to fifty three, you need the preseason. So I I wholeheartedly disagree with the Players Association and the people that are saying that the offseason programs aren't needed. I think if you go five years without the offseason program, without the preseason, I think you're going to see a big time drop in quality football. Um and and that's just that's just my feeling on. I'm not a pro athlete. I'm just a guy that just watches football and talks about it. I get it. But in my opinion, if you do away with all the off-season programs, all the off-season works out, all the all the installs and the rookie mini camps and the other mini camps, in my opinion, the quality of football will vastly go down compared to what it is now because you got a lot of people coming into the NFL from college that aren't ready. Their body types aren't ready. Mentally, they're not ready. And then you have people changing teams and they'll just they're supposed to hit the ground running week one. I I disagree with that. I know I know more goes into it, but just on the surface, I don't like that idea at all. And I, I will tell you, I am pro player. Nine times out of ten, and I guess this is that one time where I disagree with the players. Um, I think the offseason is important and I think it's needed and hopefully it'll stick around. Uh, but like I said earlier, 17 game season now. And well, I guess eight out of 10 because eight out of 10 times I agree with the players because here's another one where I disagree. Um, there's already players saying one more game is too many. I'm sorry. That's it's what you signed up for. Um because and and yes, a lot of people when they signed up for it, it was 16 games. But I don't I don't think if I put a 50 million dollar contract in front of somebody and say you have to play this game 17 times and they say, well, I want 16. And I say, no, 17. And they say, well, take your money and go take your money and shove it <laughs> essentially. Right. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, obviously, with the new TV deal that has been reported already. The salary cap's going to go up, so the players are going to get paid more. So this whole, you know, they're only being paid for 16 games right now. Yeah, right now. You know, you take it and you go with it. 
but it'll be adjusted clearly. Like when the salary cap, when the TV deal comes, the salary cap will come and then everybody's pay will have to be adjusted because the teams have to spend a certain amount on player contracts. Like that was what was negotiated in the collective bargaining agreement. Um, so, you know, I'm for 18 games and two preseason to me. That's what they need. You need two preseason games to let the let the starters come out, get a couple reps just to get back into the flow of it and then let those guys on the fringe play and earn their spot. And I think I think that is a perfect mixture. I will say 18 games is enough. I think more than that would be too many. I think one of the reasons why football is so much more enjoyable, so much more popular, so much more fun, so much more any positive adjectives you could throw at it over basketball, baseball, hockey, NASCAR, golf, all of that stuff is because football gives you a chance to miss it. Football is only four months long. You start in September, you're done in January, and the playoffs go till February. In the NBA, the playoffs might last two months after a season with 82 games in it. Baseball's got 162 games. Hockey's got 80-some-odd games. Golf goes damn near all year round, as well as NASCAR. Football gives you the opportunity to miss it. Right now, the Super Bowl was two months ago. If I told you right now you could go watch your favorite team play tomorrow, and it's the fifth game of the season, they're one game out of first place, you'd sign up for that right now. Because we miss it. That's why the draft is such a big deal. The NFL does a good job of making this a year-round obsession, but only actually giving you what you want four or five months out of the year. The other seven months, you're thinking about it. You're hoping. You're praying. You're wanting your team to draft the right people. You're wanting them to sign the right people, and they dominate all the coverage with it. 18 games is enough. I don't think they need to extend the season out another month. Um... And I, I, you know, three months into the offseason, I'm jonesing for it. I'm like, man, I wish the season was longer. But do you really? Is that really something you want? More injuries? More chance for your team to be 0-22? <laughs> right? Um, and that's another thing with the schedule in football. You know, 16 games. 16 games, you can't lose four or five games in a row unless you're in the NFC East and still be competitive. You know, every game's important in the NFL. And it's not like college where you could be a 45-point favorite and cover. That doesn't happen in the NFL often. A lot of times, the if it's more than a touchdown, that's a big spread, right? Because of parity in the NFL. Every game's important. Even if your team is 0-4, the next game is important. Because that one win could turn into two, could turn into three, could turn into four. Now, you lose four games in a row in the NFL, chances are you're out of it. But now there's an extra wild card spot. Every game is important in the NFL. When you start making that schedule longer, you can lose four, five, six games in a row. You know what I mean? Like the Atlanta Braves here in Atlanta, they started out 0-6. Means nothing. 0-6. Could you imagine? Dallas Cowboys 0-6 starting out. The season's over. (laughs) We're wanting to fire the coach. Dak's not the quarterback anymore, right? The whole nine. Jerry needs to step down. All-out panic. Atlanta Braves 0-6. Nobody bats an eye. Why? Because they got 154 games left. 
the season doesn't need to be longer than 18 games. 17, I like 18. 18 is a perfect round number. You get nine home games, nine away games. You get two preseason games, and then you get the playoffs. I love it. I think that's a perfect. That's perfect for the world we live in now. 16 games was good for 10 years ago. For the world we live in now, fantasy football, the popularity, how much faster, bigger, stronger these players are, how much uh, exposure everybody gets, the money that's involved. I think 18 is perfect. Nine and nine. Um, that's my opinion on that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will get into the Dallas Cowboys free agent signings and maybe talk a little draft talk here on Full Press Cowboys. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Welcome back Full Press Cowboys. I'm Chris Rucker here uh, during the off season. It was WrestleMania weekend this past weekend, so I'm on vacation a little bit uh, a little bit worse for wear with the alcohol, if I do say so myself. I don't know how many of y'all out there watch wrestling, but WrestleMania is a big uh, celebration in my demographic. I've been a wrestling fan my entire life, do a wrestling podcast here on Full Press. It's called Boot to the Face. Chances are, if you listen to this, you already know that. Um... But yeah, big time wrestling weekend. But let's get back in to your Dallas Cowboys. And let's talk some free agent signings. Uh, the Cowboys kept a few people of their own. And we'll, we'll go down the list real quick. Uh, Dak Prescott, obviously, we know about that. Noah Brown re-signed one-year contract. Wide receiver Malik Turner. Wide receiver Cedric Wilson. Uh, they did lose Blake Bell, who went to the Kansas City Chiefs. And they did lose Andy Dalton. You know... Let's talk about Dalton for a second. Was not a fan of the way he played coming down the stretch, but I think I expected too much. He had a banged-up offensive line and a running back that wasn't doing well and a defense that was giving up 30 points a game. That's not Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is a get-you-21-28-points-per-game, matriculate his way down the field, nothing flashy, not very mobile, and I feel as if we were asking him to do way more than he was capable of. And it wasn't necessarily asking him. It was at a necessity. Um, the offensive line was, was atrocious. It was terrible last year. And I think with a healthy offensive line, even just Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, you, you take those tackles and you put all pros back there. I think Andy Dalton has a phenomenal year last year. Not Maybe not phenomenal. Maybe that's asking a bit much. I think the Cowboys win the division. I do think that. Just those two, even with that awful defense, even with a backup quarterback, even with the running back not playing well, you put those two tackles out there to solidify that line, I think Andy Dalton puts up numbers, and I think the Cowboys win probably an extra two two games, one of them being against a Washington football team, and they end up winning that division. 
I really do. I believe that. Um, but it is what it is. Andy Dalton goes to the Chicago Bears. The Cowboys are now left looking for a backup quarterback. You know, Dak Prescott does have a pretty awful injury that he's coming back from. Uh, there's no guarantee he's going to make it throughout the se- There's no guarantee he's going to be there at the beginning of the season. Now, obviously, we're hopeful, right? We're hopeful that he is. He, he's progressing well. Says he'll be ready to go full speed within the next month. But, you know, you can't you can't predict stuff like that. That, that injury was gruesome. Um, so the Cowboys do need to find another backup quarterback because I'm I'm not sold on Garrett Gilbert being the guy. I think <laughs> I think we suffered from uh, watching Nucci Main Ben DiNucci just suck it up awfully against Philadelphia the week before that Gilbert's game against Pittsburgh, who was horribly underrated, nowhere near as good as what their record was. Um, I think watching him against Pittsburgh kind of blinded us a little bit about thinking how good he is. Now, third-string quarterback, I'd love him to be. Uh, Project, I'd love it. Second-string, backing up a guy coming off a broken ankle that needed two surgeries? No, thanks. Give me a veteran in here. I don't know who, I don't know where. Get me somebody in here that that's higher up than Gary Gilbert. Hell, draft somebody in the third round. I take that over uh, over Gary Gilbert. Going back down the list, uh, Cam Irving, tackle. He went and signed with the Carolina Panthers. The Cowboys did uh, tender Antoine Woods. Tyrone Crawford retired. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm happy about that. Uh, linebacker Joe Thomas, who I really liked. Goes to the Houston Texans. Cheeto Awuzie. Mm. Cincinnati Bengals. Three-year contract. He's out of here. Uh, CJ Goodwin re-signs with the Cowboys. Jordan Lewis re-signs with the Cowboys. Here's the biggest one. Xavier Woods went to the Minnesota Vikings. So there it is. Your safety, your safety department, <laughs> your safety position is now being retooled one way or the other. And we'll talk about how it's being retooled when we get to who the Cowboys have signed. Uh, one omission right here is long snapper LP Latisor. Um They end up signing Jake McQuaid from the Los Angeles Rams. And I feel as if this is an homage to Jason Witten because Latisor was two games away from tying Witten's all-time Cowboys record. And yeah, the name is not as big. But show me what this guy did wrong to deserve to not get another contract. Show me. Show me a bad snap. Show me on a punt coverage turn team where he's not like the third guy down. He snaps the ball blindly, and then he's about the third or fourth guy down there to cover the punt. Every time. After a perfect snap. After a perfect snap on a field goal try. Show me what he did wrong. And you're paying this other guy more than what LP probably would have asked for. But he's a Rams guy. Uh, he played for the Cowboys special teams coach. I'm sorry, the Rams special. Yeah, the Cowboys special team coach with the Rams. I apologize. Uh, so that that's what that that just that rubs me the wrong way. Um, and I get it, Jason Witten's. You know, Jason Witten. I'm. I was a big Jason Witten fan. I really was. I didn't like the way he left the first time, when basically he said. He basically said, look, we're playing with a rookie or, or a second, third-year quarterback. The defense isn't good. 
the Cowboys end up going to the playoffs, winning the playoff game, and then he comes out of retirement and out of the booth in Monday Night Football, which he was atrocious in. Um, and then he comes back to the Cowboys, welcome with open arms. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And he goes to the Raiders. Now he's retired as a Cowboy, whatever. Um, that doesn't excuse the 15 years of great service Jason Witten did. I just, I didn't like the way that ended. So I feel as if they shouldn't be protecting his record like that. If somebody else is there to break it, who obviously deserves it, right? Like the man played that many games without messing up. Anyway, it, it's a long, who would have thought we spent this much time talking about the long snapper position. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys signed a tackle. Ty Neschke from Buffalo Bills. He got a one-year contract. Defensive tackle Carlos Watkins from the Houston Texans. Uh, I like that. Brent Urban, defensive end out of Chicago. Another one-year deal. I actually like that one as well. Uh, defensive end Terrell Basham. Don't know much about him. He signed a two-year contract. And then we get into the secondary. Um, the Cowboys actually signed four safeties. Four. They signed safety... J. Ron Curse out of Detroit. Uh, they signed safety Malik Hooker at, from the Colts. They signed safety Keanu Neal from the Falcons. And they signed safety DeMonte KZ from the Falcons as well. Now, in a perfect world to me, out of these four plus the safety that they already have, I go with KZ and Neal. Those are my two starters going into week one. Um... I just, I feel as if you have three, you have two really good safeties that are pro bowlers in Neil and KZ. And then you have Wilson, who is, he's, he's a, I don't want to say flash in the pan. I want to say he played, he played really well for his role this season, made big plays. I just don't know if I, he made big plays on one of the worst defenses of all time. Um, so, of course, the guy that's making tackles will stand out. I think Kazee and Neil are the better duo, um, but competition is key. If he wins out in training camp or if one or if Malik Hooker wins out or J. Ron Curse, you start the best guy there. I, I love the fact that nobody's guaranteed a spot coming into training camp, though. Uh, safety's been a big deal. It's been a big deal. So is cornerback. As of right now, you got Trevon Diggs, you got Anthony Brown, and you got Jordan Lewis. The Cowboys got the number 10 overall pick. I am not opposed to picking a cornerback at the number 10 spot. But there's rumors. Rumors that the Cowboys are looking at a certain tight end. Now, do I think the Cowboys should pick more offense over defense? I have that answer, but you'll get that answer next time on Full Press Cowboys. We'll see you next week. We're back to the weekly schedule. I know I've been very sporadic with the episodes, but we're back to the weekly schedule. Um, You'll get a weekly episode heading into the draft. We're full steam ahead into the offseason. The world is opening back up with COVID-19. We're kind of getting a handle on it. Vaccines are being passed out. Uh, Jerry did say that he expects full crowds. Um, I told you about me watching WrestleMania. WrestleMania for the first time, WWE had fans in attendance again. I think they had about 20,000 people 
at Raymond James Stadium. So the world's opening back up. It's going to get fun. We're full speed ahead again. I'm really excited for it. We had the COVID-19 year, and now it's time to get back to life, to get back to football, to get back to the Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been another episode of Full Press Cowboys. We'll see you next time. Peace.